Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that'll slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing. Since it's October, aka the spooky season, I'm calling this Houseween 2, which is my look at all three House and Haunted Hill movies, Sleepy Hollow, Ghostbusters 84 and my Halloween special. Tonight I kick things off with Vincent Price's classic House on Haunted Hill from 1959. Except I'm not going in alone, who no! With me is Martin from his podcast, Bad Wolf. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's not too bad. So, let's see, a little known fact for you. I actually started this podcast after listening to your podcast. Oh, wow. And it inspired me, and I'm now four years later, and 200 and almost 20 podcasts later, here I am. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's all your fault. <laughs> you turned me into a podcaster. <laughs> um, I love podcasting. Yeah, yeah. I know I've got a bug, I've now got two of the bloody things, so go <laughs> me. <laughs> anyway, um, so what is your favourite Vincent Price movie? <clears throat> I'm going to be really boring here and say Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his last. It's not, yeah, it's not technically a Vincent Price film. Uh, but there's just something so poetic about it being his last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's so touching. Especially when he allegedly yeah. died on the set, I believe. So I hear, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it, it's a nice story. Mm. I believe he actually collapsed on set and he was rushed to hospital and then he died in hospital. I think it was a few days later. So, yeah, yeah. For me, it's either the Edgar Allan Poe stuff or Theatre of Blood from 1972, uh-huh. I believe, uh, with Diana Rigg. And he's a Shakespearean actor who gets snubbed for some sort of, I don't know, Shakespeare award. Um, so he takes revenge on the critics and kills them all in glory, gloriously gory Shakespeare ways such as a pound of flesh he literally cuts a pound of flesh out of somebody oh wow uh, i've not seen made... that one. oh it's so bad but it's so genius <laughs> <laughs> i know house of wax is a big one that people love yes yes the allegedly the first 3d movie ever made wow so which itself was a remake of the 1939 i think it was 38 original so there we have <laughs> <laughs> yeah no theater of blood is just so bad it's, it's genius i mean vincent price is at his most vincent price he hams this thing up and it's just delicious the way he just completely hams it up i mean he he kills somebody uh this guy's two pet poodles and feeds them to him in a gigantic pie and it's just so so bad um has a lot of old school british actors in it there's a lot of the cast of um dad's army in it there's no dad's army Oh, wow. So it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I saw it once, an all-nighter, years ago, and I went, this is fantastic. This is Scream before Scream. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I loved it. It's just so bad. But, I mean, back to this 60-year-old movie, brought to us by William Castle, the king of the gimmick, indeed. This had a gimmick itself. Apparently, when the skeleton attacked Annabelle, it was one supposed to fly across the screen. And apparently kids would throw sweeties and try and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> apparently he used to stand in foyers selling life insurance as well before people went in. Yeah, yeah, that was for Tingler, I believe that one was yeah, for. Yeah, he's a really interesting guy. Apparently his daughter is working on a prequel to this film. Is she now? Oh, interesting. That's, that's what it says on Wikipedia anyway. Oh, okay then. He thought himself a bit of a Hitchcock because they took a bit of a rivals. But to me, he was always a bit of a Roger Corman 
now a cheapy, not quite Hitchcock, but he still made good movies, you know. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I mean, this thing had a $200,000 budget and it pulled in $1.5 million. So nothing to be sniffed at there, you know. <laughs> and it quickly fell into public domain, which is why it's on fucking every single best of horror ever. Compl- <laughs> uh, I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, by the way, which version did you watch? The colour or the black and white? No, I watched the black and white. Uh, have you mm. seen the colourised version? What, yeah, it's poorly done. It is really oh, poorly yeah. done. God, it's as bad as the Plaid Knife from Outer Space. Piss fucking poor. I guess it's because it's in the public domain. Anybody can do it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I've got four versions of myself. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just it's, it's all right. Anyway, let's find out why this is Elvira's favourite movie, starring Vincent Price, Carol Olmart, Caroline Craig, Richard Long, Elsa Cook Jr., and directed by William Castle. Are they plot? A millionaire offers $10,000 to five complete strangers if they can survive one night inside the house on Haunted Hill, notoriously the most haunted house in America. As the party goes on, more and more spooky stuff happens, bringing one of the guests at her wit's end to shoot and kill the host. However, always not what, uh, say again, always not what it seems. Is the house truly haunted or is just one big prank in order to hide a murder? Let us find out. So that's a brief plot summary. <laughs> <laughs> you did it well you did it well yeah yeah like i said 200 plus i've, I'm, I've got the hang of this now this is not my first rodeo <laughs> <laughs> well what struck me watching this is just how big the cultural impact of this film has been uh it reminded me a lot of clue from the 1980s that kind of murder mystery thing and yeah. buffy has done this kind of haunted house thing where they're all locked in Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of become a staple mate of horror. And this is what really kicked that genre off. Well, actually, from what research I've done, this was actually the resurrection of the whole haunted house mystery. Because apparently these, these movies were huge in the 30s. Oh, wow. This, okay. this brought them back. This is actually a parody of the movies from 20 years earlier. So there we have it. And now we have haunted houses to blame for this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently the whole... Ooh, ah, spooky stuff at the start of the movie inspired haunted houses. So, there we have it. It makes sense. Yeah, uh, it does make sense. Oh, one thing we have to establish right off the bat here, is this house actually really haunted, or is it all one gigantic prank, you know? That, that's what I was wondering, because Nora sees a whole bunch of supernatural stuff mm-hmm. happening, like the rope going round, and I can't remember the wife's name, uh, but the Annabelle. Wife, Annabelle floating outside the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is that all the fact that she's slowly losing her mind and she's starting to unravel or yeah, is there actually a supernatural element to this house and i kind of like that it's ambiguous like it just ends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if a film ended that way nowadays people would be up in arms oh good gosh could you imagine the, the twitter explosion <laughs> I'm like you bastard yeah i mean i cannot understand how they changed it for the 1999 remake yeah. Um, what it is actually ghosts that's doing it. So it's like, okay then, okay then. Although, is it me? Or could you not get past Scary Movie 2 for this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, think they do do that a lot. And I know mm. I've seen the remake. I saw it in the cinema in 1999. Mm-hmm. But I honestly don't remember anything about it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think well, Spike from Buffy's in it at some point. Uh, is that is he in it? I'm trying to think. I think he's a cameraman it. or something. Oh God, I've not seen this movie in 20 years because I saw it at the cinema and that was it. 
that I'm covering yeah, next same. week. So, mm. uh, anyway, right, on to this thing. The house news is the Ennis Brown House in Los Feltz, Los Angeles, built in the 20s. And it's a registered historical place. I have no idea if that's interesting or not, but there we have it. <laughs> um, and the interior is a set, and I could have sworn it was the set used the monsters. You know? It looks very similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the maybe, sh- yeah, that chandelier. So, no, no, I'm, I'm so blabbering on you. That chandelier bit looked like it was the entrance to the set, the, the um, uh, what do you call it thing? Uh, the Bates house also. It had a very similar staircase. I'm going, is this a Bates hotel? <laughs> So yeah, it's apparently this film that inspired Hitchcock to push ahead with Psycho. Yes. Yeah. 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 After trying to get Psycho off the ground for two years, he went, <laughs> "Fuck it, I'm just wanting money. Sixty grand, you see? Okay, then let's do it." And <laughs> boom, we have the cult classic that is Psycho. You know, the ultimate shower scene movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> fantastic. That, yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic movie, yeah, yeah. And check my archives, I covered this back in, God, when was it, 2016, I covered Psycho, so check my archives oh. for the ones. Let's see, oh yeah, the floating head stuff was added by the studio to make sense, because apparently this movie just opened cold right into the whole horses driving up the, the driveway. So the studio yeah. went, no, 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 add the floating heads, add Vincent Price and the other guy's head, and it was added in the last second, so there we have it. <laughs> I kind of like it, because Vincent Price has got such an iconic voice yes yeah it's kind of it's kind of creepy but not in an off-putting way like he could get by in normal life if you spoke to him on the phone but there is something unsettling about his voice and seeing his head just floating there with that voice Mm -hmm. just it's just so atmospheric yeah yeah it's so He's just got such like that clean, crisp, iconic voice of his, and just this spooky ass voice. You can listen to him read a bloody phone book. You know, he's just got that <laughs> genius voice, a bit like um, Christopher Lee. Listen to him read yeah. about anything. You know, he just has that iconic voice. And like I says, Hershey's pulled up to the house. Oh, sorry, no, rather the the floating heads. Rather, sorry, I'm way ahead myself here. The floating te- heads. First up is Watson Pritchard, played by Elsa Cook Jr. He was on Rosemary's Babies and Salem's Lot, apparently. I have no idea who the fuck this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously have no idea who this guy is. Uh, he plays the paranoid owner of the house who claims his brother was killed in the house and was, was not to set foot in the house again, yet he wants to do it for 10 grand. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I've got a sister, and if she was killed in a haunted house, I wouldn't go near it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to see. Up next, as I said, is Frederick Lauren, played by the late, great Vincent Price, giving his best B-movie ham. And my God, the ham is so thick in this. The cheese is just... <laughs> if you don't know who he is, shame on you. Everybody should know who Vincent Price is, for crying out loud. He's a prankster millionaire trapped in loveless marriage, yet he doesn't want to get divorced. So I'm guessing murder is cheaper then. <laughs> well, you kind of get the hints that they both tried to kill each other at some point. Mm-hmm. And I love the playful banter between them when he's holding the champagne bottle up and he's like, I could take you out with this. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine the headlines. I love that. I love the, like, the little banter. These two have been married for a while and they get on each other's nerves. Mm-hmm. Mm, and it, it just comes across in that scene and you don't really see that kind of conversation happening in films from this era no that's that's very true yeah that's very true although the fact she goes yeah wasn't it fun when i poisoned you <laughs> 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 what was it arsenic she gave him 
oh, yeah, uh, it's something uh, like food that, poisoning. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, yes, very good. Anyway, he offers $10,000, which is $78,000 in today's money to anyone Jeez. who su- yeah, geez. To anyone who survive one night claiming it's his wife's idea, but she claims it's his idea. So whose idea is to have this whole prank party thing? I mean, hmm. It's probably like with Blackadder, they all claim that they come up with a cunning plan. Oh, yes. It's like yeah. one of them did it, and then the other one took credit, and then now neither of them can remember who actually did it. Yeah, I just love that one. It was your idea of my darling. Why aren't you throwing a party? No, no, it's your party. <laughs> go and you throw your party. No, it's your party. Oh, whatever. Just go down to the fucking party. <laughs> anyway, as I said earlier, up pulls five hearses. I love the fact that it's hearses. They're using yeah, big, so gigantic cool. uh, funeral hearses, each with a random passenger in it. The first passenger being Lance Stroger, played by Richard Long, who's our test pilot, so he's got nerves of steel. Yeah. The next one is Ruth Bridges, played by Julie Mitchum, a newspaper writer, plus a huge gambler who's up to, up to levels on debt. Uh, interestingly, she's the older sister of Robert Mitchum. So Okay, I didn't know that. That's until this morning. <laughs> and the third hearse we have... Dr. David Trent, played by Alan Marshall. He's a shrink who wants to test his theories on hysteria. I love the fact that every time Nora chick goes into sex, he goes, would you like a a sedative? (laughs) You know, it's like, (laughs) you're a bloody bastard. And on the fourth one, we have Nora Manning, played by Caroline Craig. She's picked at random to be Frederick's fall guy. And in the last limo is Pritchard himself. I love the fact she just picked at sheer random. You know, the, yeah. What was the, the, his book's excuse was she's a secretary, but her her family is in debt, so she has to pay off the debt. Yeah, she yeah. was working hard to support her entire family. Mm. Which again, that that's pretty unusual for a, a film of this era to have a woman as the like the breadwinner. Mm. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's such a cat to me. He says that. Oh, I, um, I see you're you're working for your family. What I can prick that guy was that doctor <laughs> same doctor yeah. Trent he's an arsewipe anyway once inside the guests introduced themselves to each other and they don't know each other uh, and indeed they have never met Mr Lauren so how the hell did they get what did you send out uh, telegrams and such and go be here at this such such such, such a time you know I mean, it's, yeah. well yeah they said they came in the mail so mm. I don't know but I guess because they all say that they were aware of Frederick but yeah. they've never met him. So I guess he is like the affluent guy in the area and everyone kind of knows his name, but nobody's really met him. So I guess you could kind of trust him if it came through your door. Mm, yeah. Yeah. They just see some it's old... like, why would you go even, <laughs> even for 10 grand? It's like, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the do sees a multimillionaire and 10 grand is like a, like a penny to him or something like that. It's like kidding. But again, why would you spend a whole night? Although, he does tell them all different things. He tells the pilot he would get ten grand just to show up for the party. He tells the doctor he can use it as a test subject, and he tells the secretary she could be there, but she could leave it anytime she wants. So that's why she goes into complete hysterics. So yeah. did he just bullshit these people? <laughs> I mean, I guess so. And I, because I watched this for the first time today, okay. and I do love the way that it just ends, but. Did he pay them? Do you think he paid them? Or do you think he just kicked them out? I don't know. I mean, technically, they are witness to his murdering his the wife, which is spoiler alert, but we're getting there. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so, technically, the, was the 40 grand or 50 grand was to shut them the fuck up. Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah, whatever. 
And finally, as I say, we find out Lauren is on wife number five. So did he kill all the rest of them? <laughs> he must have. I mean, they say that two died of heart attacks and one went insane, but the fourth person just disappeared. <laughs> okay then, so you bonked off five, whoops, sorry, four women. So why the fuck did, you, did this woman marry him? For crying out loud. Um, yeah, it is a mystery. God, the, the wife, said wife being Annabelle Lauren, played by Caroline O'Mart. She's Frederick's much, much younger wife. She's, what, late 20s, would you say? Oh, easily. And he's in his, what, late 50s, would you say? Late 40s, must late have 50s. been, yeah. yeah. So these two have a love-hate relationship. Indeed, as we said earlier, she poisoned him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's divorce right there, for crying out loud. I mean, mind you, see that they're, they're in California, so I'm guessing it's... Oh, immediately. <laughs> yeah, half the money right off the back, you know. Um, oh, by the way, never shape, sh- uh, never shape, never shake even champagne bottle just for opening it because it'll go fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. It's like shakes the champagne bottle going, make sure you didn't poison it, my dear. Mm-hmm. And the little dinky 50s champagne glasses, uh, I thought it was quite quite charming. It's quaint, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays it's like gigantic foots, you know. <laughs> uh, onto the unstable Pritchard. Again, why did he go here? He pulls a butcher's knife out of absolutely nowhere, ranting about how his <laughs> sister-in-law killed his brother, then killed his wife, and then chopped him into little teeny pieces and scattered the body parts all everywhere. What the fuck? I mean, get this guy off the drink pronto. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everyone in that house should have kicked him out. Oh, good God, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just pulls a knife out completely nowhere and sits in there and goes, my my brother's dead or her hands. They chopped him. They couldn't find the head. It's not a stuff I'm going, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. No. I love the fact he gets more and more and more and more drunk as the night goes on. <laughs> <laughs> as we all would. Come on. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Ed walks Frederick to lay down the law that at midnight, the caretakers will walk down the, 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 the complex the door from the outside, there's bars and all the windows, and there's no way until dawn, in which whoever survives the, the night will get the 10 grand. Or, indeed, if, if four die, they get 50 grand. Uh, I've heard about killer locking parties, but that's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, Christ almighty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, what, you set foot out of the, uh, the door, no money for you? Okay then, so... And then Pritchard takes the tour of the house, Showing them dripping blood stains. How does that one work? Yeah, it is. It is unusual. Again, I think there might be a supernatural element to the house. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he has also orchestrated stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only reason this was added was to show off Julie Mitchum's ring, uh, the Bah Bahai ring. I think I should pronounce that, which apparently is a Jewish. Ring it means some sort of I don't know uh, high rack and some sort of Jewish family thing. So I'm okay. probably doing this completely wrong. But that big fancy thing she had on her finger um, when William Castle saw that he goes, "Oh my God!" Let's have a close up on that because I think the thing is gorgeous. So that was it. <laughs> Apparently the ring was worth the budget of this movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, and then Pitcher continues his tour, showing off the wine fat of acid in the wine cellar because you know acid pills are expensive. So. <laughs> <laughs> love that a gigantic acid vat sitting in the wing cellar because as you do well i've got one of those come on mm. any any homeowner has got a vat of acid mm-hmm. exactly yeah 
Yeah, I mean, could you imagine trying to clean that thing out of her? What was the excuse? The, the previous owner built it there and thought it was asked to kill his wife? Or something yeah. like that. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, I wouldn't buy the house. No, no, you're all right, mate. I'll drain it and we'll talk about it. Christ. And Lance and Nora, and these two have no chemistry for crying out loud. I mean, <laughs> absolutely no chemistry. Check out the cellar alone. And here, Nora is menaced by a ghost. Was that a ghost? <laughs> It was, it was something. Yeah, and she just screams like a fucking banshee. Her scream, I swear. Yeah, Nora uh, is the only character I didn't really like. No, no, no. That's an absolute pain in the ass. And then Lance is found with a bump in his head, an empty room. Ooh, ah, spooky. How the fuck did he bash his head open? <laughs> there's, there's a smooth wall, and they're all four, well, three smooth walls. And that's sitting there's like, what did you hit your head on? What the fuck? Did he hit his head on? What what happened to this guy? I mean, he's got a large cut on his forehead. I'm going, where did you get that from? Because it sure as fuck wasn't from some sort of ghost. Ah, dear, oh dear. Yeah, maybe he tripped over his own shoelaces or something stupid like that. Yeah, what well, was well, pitch black, so, yeah, possible. And it had, what was it, a Scotch and soda he had, so, eh. Yeah. And maybe one or two Scotch and soda. Upstairs. <laughs> Oh God, upstairs, Dr. Trent patches Lance up. He's a psychiatrist. Why the fuck does he know to do stitches? <laughs> I mean, oh dear. As Frederick asks Nora what the hell happened, the good doctor then plants a seed of doubt, saying it was hysteria until Frederick points out, you, what about Lance's cut? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. He goes on and on and on about how hysteric Nora is and how he wants to give her drugs every 10 seconds. But <laughs> how do you explain a big massive gash on his, on his head? I mean, uh, ridiculous. Oh, she's hysterical. Okay, then give her a volume. <laughs> you know, can't. Yeah, she's around the house with a bloody vibrator. You know, it's for well, hysteria. Well, that's what they used to do back in the day, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for hysteria, love. It's for hysteria. <laughs> yes. Moving on. <laughs> uh, and then Pritchard warns Frederick the ghosts are just warming up, uh, but he takes no notice of them because the guys are fucking lunatic. <laughs> I mean. Like I say, is that guy should have kicked at the door <laughs> 10 seconds in for crying out loud. Yeah, mm. exactly. It's like one wee drop of blood. The ghost of March, you love. The ghost of March, you. Okay, shh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so down, Nora and Lance go again to check the cellar. And again, she's attacked by an old woman ghost on a skateboard. What the fuck was that? I mean, she just glides out of a shot. And that was supposed to be scary. Yeah, I mean, the pacing of this is very different to modern films that we have and it kind of it kind of took me by surprise i guess because i'm kind of used now to half watching stuff um i'm constantly watching a film and i'm on my phone or something but this is something i i had to kind of be like okay let me put my phone down and i'll i'll get on with it but i really enjoy it it's kind of like a a camp fun b movie yeah 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 i mean people say this is the scariest movie i've ever seen Clearly, I haven't seen many movies then, have they? I mean, for crying out loud. <laughs> I'm going to ask again, are ghosts real in this or not? Because this little blind woman comes out of nowhere twice and disappears out of thin air twice. And then you've got the whole thing with the rope, which I mentioned later on. As you mentioned earlier, the rope around yeah. Nora's ankles. Was that a ghost? Was it on her head? I mean, uh, okay then. And Nora gets pissed off at Lance after he doesn't believe her about the floating ghost, because why the fuck would you? She then runs... <laughs> I mean, honest to God. Oh, my... There's a ghost. Run away. She runs straight into Annabelle, 
who introduces herself to her, but she thinks she's Frederick's lover. What what did that one just come out of nowhere? <laughs> you know, she goes, You must be Frederick's lover. No, I'm a, I'm his secretary, one of a hundred or so. So K <laughs> I just love the fact that this animal's a complete bitch. I mean Oh she is, yeah. She just spends most of the time fixing her hair and it's like, okay, love. I love I love the dialogue in this. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like I said, the playful banter between Frederick and Annabelle is great. But there's just some really great dialogue in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, some of the acting is questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> I guess that was the 50s. The 50s, you would get some really dodgy acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Yeah. Like I says, uh, I covered plan nine from a space for my second podcast the shocking horror podcast show available on anchor it's <laughs> a cheap plug <laughs> <laughs> and the acting of that thing is rough my god it's rough <laughs> um i think the best actor in this thing is the ufos <laughs> 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 the plastic ufos because oh my god the acting is just tor johnson's acting is terrible uh, have you seen plan nine from a space I haven't. I should. Oh my god! It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and that's saying something. Um, is it? Is it kind of one of those films that it's so bad it's good? No, it, it tries to be, but it fails miserably at it. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's. I would say four drinks, you'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, back to this thing because this is a good movie. Frederick finds Annabelle in her bedroom fixing her hair again, and forces her to go to the party adding she's a gold digger and marrying, marrying her was a miserable mistake why the <laughs> fuck did you marry her then if you know she's a fucking gold digger for crying out loud but yeah she thinks she spends half the time fixing her hair in this movie it's like really how many times can you can you brush your hair i mean maybe he married her and thought he could change her maybe he was like oh she'll change for me i'm the one that's gonna change her possibly yeah because yeah. maybe she, she's supposed to be a ditzy blonde and she outsmarted him a few times, so anyway, does that. And my favourite line in this whole thing, close to midnight. <laughs> it's very thriller. Especially when Vincent Price says it, it's close to midnight. Yeah. Uh, Frederick knocks on all the doors to tell, at uh, the bedrooms rather, to tell the host it's almost time for a lockdown. I just love that one. He just knocks on the doors. It's still midnight, get off and stay. <laughs> we're, we're setting this party off great. Oh my God. I what I know. do love about this is they do the most sensible thing in a horror movie is they all decide we're just going to go to our bedrooms. Yes. And I yeah. love that. I know they don't stick to it, but I love that they were just like, yeah, fuck this. We're going to go and have a nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a sensible thing to do. Lock the doors and stand with a gun in your hand. If the door opens, yeah. shoot the person opens the bloody door. <laughs> Sorted. I mean, mm. but more than that about a little, a little bit later. So Nora gets the fright of her life as a slimy head in a box gives it a um, don't you just love a good um, slimy head in a box you know <laughs> I mean I'm getting one delivered tomorrow <laughs> yes I put a slimy head in a few boxes in my time but moving on <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible anyway leaving her room she checks out the hallway where from behind a curtain she gets grabbed by the butler played by Howard Hoffman who warns her she is next he's going to kill you and it's like oh god the acting <laughs> I mean <laughs> dear god so what was the plan spooker so much you'd actually kill the first person that attacks her in the basement is that the whole I think maybe maybe he knew she had a bit of a mental illness mm. and thought that if i push her far enough she might snap yeah that's true that's very true 
That in the dining room, the butler and his blind wife, played by Leona Anderson, is introduced. What the fuck? A blind maid? What was the point of having a blind maid? <laughs> maybe, <sighs> maybe she wasn't blind when she started her service. And yeah. then she gradually lost her sight and they kind of kept her on under obligation. <laughs> Maybe she was cleaning the acid bath, a bit splashing her eyes, you know. <laughs> oh, Maybe. God. I mean, that's probably what happened. <laughs> yeah. We've got to keep it, keep it on the books now because, oh my God, you're serious. Um, <laughs> as Frederick tells the doctor, he thinks Nora is in hysterics as she's screaming every 10 fucking seconds, I need to leave, I need to leave. Yeah, fucking think. This poor chick's been attacked <laughs> twice by a ghost. She's had a head inside her makeup box and now she's in hysterics. Oh, really? What give it away for crying? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and it's finally five to midnight. Annabelle was introduced to the rest of the party. Really? So she's been upstairs for what three hours fixing her hair? <laughs> what the hell? And at midnight, now locked in, Frederick hands out handguns, which are in little coffins. I love the little coffins. They're so I don't know, cute. <laughs> the little uh, wooden coffins. And I cannot get past it's gonna be two from this, but. <laughs> <laughs> it is very scary movie too and it's kind of hard when you go back and watch something from this era mm. not to pick up everything else that has kind of homaged this yeah 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 exactly although i love the fact he hands them all guns going all you do is you pull this, the hammer back and point it and fire and he shoots a, a vase oh so <laughs> well, okay then so you'd have to worry about i don't know kick back from the gun or the way you hold it I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just pull back the, the, the hammer and fire it. That's fine. <laughs> Jesus. And what's, what was the plan here? Spook Nora enough to make her kill the wife or husband from her for murder? Karen? I, I really think that was it, yeah. Mm. I mean, sure what the hell divorce wasn't that bad in, in the 50s in America for crying out loud. I mean, even this is, <laughs> Madrid, this is California, what we're saying. Half everything goes to the wife, so. Yeah. But framing a poor, innocent girl for murder just because you want to rid of your wife no kidding <laughs> and Nora in hysterics demands uh, she shows Pritchard the head in the box but when she arrives it's gone uh, shouldn't she have shown him like fucking 10 minutes earlier love I mean she goes ah oh, there's a head in the box head in the box and it's empty since she's back up to the room can you have done it like 5 minutes or 5 10 minutes earlier but no yeah. she has to go through the whole I don't want a gun I can't fire a gun oh, whatever love just die already <laughs> <laughs> she come, she watched my last nerve. I mean, constant screaming and constant being a fucking idiot. <laughs> I loved how many doors are in the basement. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, a what, door showroom. Yeah, what was that? There was a what was a door to the stairwell. There was a door. And there was a closet. Then there was another door. There was a closet, and then there was like a big space for wine. And I'm going, <laughs> but you're in a wine cellar. Why have you? Oh, never mind. Anyway, the good doctor offers her a volume. I love it. He goes, "Would you like a sedative?" <laughs> What a prick. <laughs> uh, this sets her off and she throws me out of her room screaming as she does because she's a fucking banshee, I think. So with that, they'll go to their separate bedrooms and lock themselves in. And what would have happened if they stayed in there all night instead of wandering around the place later on that night? I mean, how would Frederick would have covered up his wife's murder then? You know? I, I guess he would have just done it and said, one of you must have left your room. Yeah, true. True. So, because they wouldn't be able to prove that he didn't. So yeah, that's, that's very true. I never thought of that one. I love the fact that oh, we'll, we'll go to our bedrooms and lock the doors. Two seconds later, they're wandering the corridors again. It's like yeah, it's so this? crazy. <laughs> and time seems to go extremely fast in this house because they say it's midnight, then it's two a.m., then it's three a.m., and it's like 
Oh, well, that was quick. I mean, what is there a <laughs> fucking time portal down, down in the basement also? Where was I now? Oh, yes, Lance finds Nora's room empty, but he finds the head hanging in the closet. And this head looks cheap. I mean, what is this, paper mache? <laughs> yeah, it did look shockingly cheap. But then again, I guess the budget was, what, 60 grand? No, 200,000. 200,000. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I guess Vincent Price got a big chunk of that, you know, so... <laughs> And back in the dining room, Lance finds a now pissed out of his mind, Pritchard, with a butcher's knife, ranting about the ghosts of Nora. She's gone for good. So, whatever. Yeah, mate, the most person in this house is the ones you've been drinking. <laughs> for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> this guy's a fucking... Oh, what's, what's he get a knife from? I mean, seriously. <laughs> maybe... Maybe Frederick gave it to him at some point. Yeah, yeah possible. Possible. But then Lance here hears screaming... It's Annabelle hung by the neck as he and a good doctor cuts her down. It's amazing how the doctor is the first person to find her. It's as if he's in it all this all along, isn't it? It's amazing that. I mean. <laughs> and how the fuck did you get up there, Barbie? There's no stool. And she's about 10 foot from the actual banister. So how the fuck did she hang herself off this thing? Again, that goes to the theory that there must actually be some kind of supernatural element to the house. Mm, possible. Even even if it's very slight. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Although I'm guessing she did hang herself, but again, it was that harness she wore later on in the movie, so she must have stood on the doctor's shoulders or something, or, or still on his back to to get the leverage to hang herself, and I he just so. got behind the door uh, to, and jumped out and never found the body because that's all I can think about because there was no stool, there was no table, there was nothing there, so. Yeah, that that must be it. Unless the ghost buffed up, as you says. Uh, where was I? Da, 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 da. Oh yes, Lance finds a skin of her mind. Nora hiding in a hallway because of course you're hiding in a body hallway. It's a great place to hide, you still fucking bitch. He then takes her to his bedroom as she says she was choked and left for dead by Frederick off screen. What the fuck? I mean, when... I mean, we've all been there. It, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's a party, a dark room party, and been choked in the corner before. Moving on, uh, but off screen, could you know have had Vincent Price, I don't know, or at least hands grabbing her behind and try to choke her instead of her just saying, "I was choked off by by Frederick off screen." Right to then love, you know. Um, so Lance locks Nora in, then answers a knock on his door. It's a good doctor again, planting a little seed that Frederick has killed his wife. We get it, mate. You're in on it for crying out loud, fucking. <laughs> It's like Neon saying, I did it too, for crying out loud. Lance returns to Nora, who tells her to lock the door behind it and arm herself. You give the, the hysterical woman a gun, why don't you? Genius man there. <laughs> I mean, you'd have this, this okay. was 10-shot gun. Perfectly fine, love. You know? Yeah, he's hoping she's going to fire it and kill an innocent person. Yeah. Because yeah, then they could say, oh, she went mad, she killed this person, and she killed Annabelle, and... You know, it adds more plausibility to their story. Yeah, true. True. That's very true, I suppose. I love the fact that there's only one magazine on each of the guns. So there's, what, about... Is it eight bullets, ten bullets the, 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 the guns have? I mean, I have no idea. I'm not sure if I've had a gun before in my life, so I have no idea. But I think, it, yeah, it's eight or ten. <clears throat> okay, then. Uh, where was I now? Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Minutes, or indeed about an hour later, Frederick finds his wife's dead body and then finds Pritchard watching over her. 
So he chokes it up and left it and toss him out the room. What the fuck was that? He's going, I watched it in case the ghost take her body. Okay then, you fucking sick pervert. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit weird. God. I love the fact that he doesn't even check her pulse. Wouldn't, if he's supposed to be that paranoid, wouldn't he check her pulse? Yeah. I mean, nobody checks her pulse. The doctor takes her off the, off the rope and puts her right into the bed. I'm like, did you check for a pulse? Did you try CPR? No, he just put her in bed and she's dead. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and, and again, Vincent Price's character doesn't check for a pulse. He's, he's He knows she's trying to kill him. So why and not in his paranoid state check for a pulse? But, eh, plot hole. <laughs> and with that, what's left at a party, meet in a dig room to cast blame on Frederick because of course they do. Because that's the whole point, the whole total Indians thing. You know, I was expecting bloody... Jessica Fletcher coming to go, it was him that done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where am I now? Da, 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 da. And after they all agree that Frederick killed his wife, they lock themselves in again for a night. Except they don't. Two seconds later, Lance sticks around finding a hidden passage and he's jumped by an unseen person off screen. Who jumped him? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, is that ghostness or not? Is that the butler who didn't actually leave? I mean... Who jumped him? Well, I don't know. And then Nora is attacked by Annabelle's ghost, who somehow gets wrapped a rope around her ankles. So is she a ghost or not? And she's floating outside the window. And I should say, she's what three stories up. So it's yeah. quite a. And it's facing the ocean or the sea at least. So she's floating in midair. Okay then. Even with the harness from the roof, that would be really difficult to do. Yeah, I mean she floats up to the, the, the bars then floats back so how would she control this, the pendulum swinging of the fucking ropes so <laughs> was it a ghost it was on Nora's head is she completely bug nuts I mean eh unexplained but who cares and a storm rages on because of course there's a storm it's a good old fashioned stormy dark stormy night story and Nora is now at her wit's end the poor love I mean she's like oh my god there's a ghost after me she runs up her room armed with a gun runs into Annabelle's hanging body. So how could she get from outside the building to inside the building at the same time? Was she teleporting? I mean, she got a TARDIS. <laughs> there, there, there must be teleportation, ghosts. Mm. Yeah. So is that ghost, as, as I said before, is a ghost or not? And by God, her scream. It's like, shut the fuck up, you stupid bitch. So she runs down the stairs and she, she sees the organ playing itself. This freaks her out even more. And she runs away screaming. But she almost said one of the automated piano things I get before. I mean, seriously, love, it's the fucking 50s, but out since the 1800s for crying out loud. <laughs> so she goes, oh my God, it's playing itself. Much, much later that night, Frederick sees the doctor robbing the hallway. The doctor then gets Frederick to go ghost hunting alone. Both of them are out armed. So down the cellar, he goes... And why the fuck would he trust this so-called doctor? You know, he must have known that the doctor and the wife were in this together. So why yeah. does he trust this doctor? Who's a shady son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like, here, love, have a, have a volume. Shut up. Where was I? Oh, yes. Returning to Isabel, he asked. So she asked him to help him out of the hanging harness. So these two planned this entire thing to make Nora go mad to kill Frederick. So she can get her hands on all his money. Wait, what? How does that explain the fact she's supposed to be dead? She goes, she goes to explain that to the other guests. Oh, I faked my death to make her go bug nuts so I can get his money. 
Yeah, love that. So murder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dear, oh dear. And how, how could they even be sure that even if she did go crazy, that she would kill Frederick? Yeah. She yeah, could have killed everyone, but... Yeah, they do say, oh, this is taking too long. I planned this to be more than an hour. It's now <laughs> several hours later and she still hasn't shot him yet. What a complete bitch. What a cold-hearted fucking bitch she is for crying out loud. Anyway, in the cellar, Nora shoots Frederick. And the good doctor comes out with the shadows, opens the acid vat. However, Frederick isn't dead. As he gets a nice acid bath. I just love that he's killed off screen. <laughs> How cheap is this movie? They couldn't afford to dump the guy in a war, you know? <laughs> ah, dear, oh dear. Annabelle goes down to the basement to find a skeleton of her lover coming out of the, the vat for her. She then falls into the acid and her flesh peels off and she dies in agony. As you do, you know. I mean, that skeleton looked fucking cheap. What was that? A sticky bike plastic? Hopes and Dreams it made this thing. It was, <laughs> it was cheap. <laughs> I mean, what the hell was that thing? And she, that terrified. How the hell did I have the answer to push her in? I was a puppet. You know? Yeah, again, maybe there is a supernatural element and the ghost pushed her in. Mm, yeah, true. true. The rest hear her screaming and run down to find Frederick in a puppet harness saying he killed his wife and her lover, but it was an accident. How was it an accident if you're wearing the fucking puppet harness? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Accidentally on purpose. Yeah, she fell after I scared her into the pool. Oops. So... That is that. Uh, it was also Freddy could kill his cheating wife then. Okay. Sure, it must be another way to kill the wife and having this elaborate party, which must cost about fucking 100 grand, you know? Oh, yes, I love the, the end sting. The ghosts are coming for me and they're coming for you too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, God, the cheese. <laughs> dear, oh dear. It's a lot of fun, though. Like, I could imagine getting a bunch of mates around on a Friday night having a couple of beers, putting this on, and just laughing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, as I said, that was House on Haunted Hill, 1959. A haunted house who done it with Vincent Price humming up wonderfully. A great little October chill to watch while putting up the decorations. I'm going to go sing a very successful 6 out of 10. Still come back next week as I look at the 1999 remake starring Jeffrey Rush and Famke Janssen, which I've watched once, I believe twice. So here we go. So don't forget to check out Martin's podcast for all things Doctor Who. Also follow him on... Uh, I'm at Bad Wolf across all the social media networks. Okay then. And that's built uh, B-A-D-W-I-L-F, in case you didn't catch that. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, or even move suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other horror franchise podcasts of House, Hellraiser, Resident Evil, Underworld, and more. Also, my solo podcast of The Thing, They Live, Army of Darkness, and many, many more. Also, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Also, check out my second podcast, The Schlocky Horror Podcast Show, on Anchor, where every two weeks, myself and my co-host, Eric, look at all things B2Z. Uh, bye. Thanks for having me. <laughs>